Warning, the following podcast contains graphic violence, coarse language, adult themes, and nudity, and other content that some listeners may find triggering. Torture you, my friend. Trigger me timbers. Trigger me timbers, yeah. Trigger me timbers. Trigger me timbers. Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Trigger Me Timbers podcast, the show that brings you the latest in shocking, startling, and otherwise triggering news. My name's Hubert. As always, I'm here with my good friend Phil. Hello, good afternoon, evening. I guess it depends on when the listener has uh, downloaded the episode. Good day, sirs and madams. And, and this week we are joined by our good friend Angus. Angus, how are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm a long-time listener. Long-time relatively, listener, first-time caller? Relatively short-term friend, I'd say. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. We're, we're very happy to have you. Um we like to ask the guest, uh, I guess, two things. One is tell us in general a bit about yourself, what anything you think the podcast listeners should know, and then also what kind of things get you triggered. Basically, basically, I think I'm very easily triggerable. Um, I know I'm, I'm a good candidate for the show. Um, very easily triggerable, and I also have a lot of bad takes, uh, a lot of bad ill-informed takes. Yeah, um, I love it. That I'm that I'm <laughs> keen to content provider as well. I'm keen to yeah, I'm keen to pr- produce some content. Excellent, excellent. So, what about you? what do you do for like work and stuff, hobbies? I'm uh, I'm a public servant. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I think weekend warrior. Yep. If you were trying to specifically trigger me, I can movies. I've I think I, I yeah I've um had some really kind of heated conversations recently where about terrible movies. Uh, or just people saying movies are terrible. Um, ah. I feel very strongly um, the movie's not terrible. Yeah, um, I, generally, I generally also have a conflicting opinion about movies too, other people. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of like um, I get too invested where like the conversation becomes not fun for the other person. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, yeah. Of those people. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to go for a co- for a podcast. Like, I, yeah. This could be You're a not fun episode for everyone. Passionate about film. All right. What about yeah. sports? Just trying to gather. Just get you like sports. Sports uh, scandals trigger you. Uh... No, I I, just, I love the content. Okay, I love okay. the content. Yeah. So politics, politics stuff triggers you. Uh, politics, not at all. Really, politics oh, doesn't trigger me at all. Interesting. Um, okay. environmental stuff, environmentalist. I would say I would say so. I think mm. the one the one thing that's not working to my advantage with this is that um, I am so uh, not well read. Uh, so not well read. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Doing good and so when I was thinking about. Uh, what articles to bring? I was like, oh, I can't remember the last time I actually read an article from front to back beyond just the headline. You know? Well, that's one thing Rupert Murdoch did do good for this society is he brought in some very good, strong headlines, strong yeah. sound bites. Gives you all you need to know in the bloody Rupert headline. That's it. <laughs> bring on the Royal Commission. <laughs> all right, without further ado, uh, let's get kicking off with our first article. And as is tradition, we ask the guests where in the order they'd like to go. Angus has bravely selected to go first. Of course. So, Angus, when you're ready, take it away, please. Yep. So, uh, I was doing a bit of uh, market research, talk, you know, in the back channels, talking to a few mutual friends. Um, and I may have been 
misinformed. Uh, but I was told that one or maybe both of you uh, have at one point been into pro wrestling. Is that true? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, what? No. We're, we are excited about wrestling. We do like it. So, like, as, as a kid, did you, did you watch it at all? Uh, yeah, I did, actually, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all it is requires. I think I'm probably a bigger fan than Phil, so I, I fondly remember as a kid going to the local uh, Video Easy in Wollongong and hiring on, you know, <laughs> weekly release, the uh, WWE, I think a WWF even at the time, yeah. pay-per-views, you know, the WrestleManias, the SummerSlams, yeah. Royal Rumble was a big favourite of mine. Um, so, yeah, I, I, know, I know a little bit. Um, and, you know, the, the cover art for our podcast is... Vince McMahon, for those who don't know, the man with the shocked face, the uh, chairman CEO of it's the WWE. Also informed my, also informed yeah, my choice. We, we frequently send each other um, gifts of Vince McMahon doing crazy stuff. He's <laughs> he eludes us like he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire, not like a millionaire, like some you know small time entertainer. He is a multi billionaire, like up there with bloody Gina Reinhardt or something. Well, I think um, when Trump put together that cabinet of like business advisors, like prominent business advisors, uh, Vince. And his son Shane were both in that cabinet. Yeah, like he's he's actually fairly influential. The wrestling like, is huge. Massive. Made so much money, and this is a guy that like just ran around on stage, just like making shocked faces, and that's why he's the pinup boy for our podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I mean, for anyone that isn't super into wrestling, which I imagine is ninety nine point nine percent of the listener base, um, this article I think talks uh, like raises points that apply more broadly to just like entertainment and its effect on like the kids and what you know what you think about like stopping kids from watching stuff mm. Mm. okay so I'm should i just launch in watch please it. launch in i just noticed you're wearing a john cena shirt <laughs> i did i wear i wore that intentionally i was trying to uh, for, foreshadow <laughs> yeah yeah All right, so the uh, this is an article that was originally uh, posted in the Boston Globe in a newspaper uh, in the year 2000, February 13, 2000. Um, the title is Manhood on the Mat. The problem is not that pro wrestling makes boys violent. The real lesson of the widely the wildly popular pseudo sport is more insidious. And basically, the article um, is saying that not only does pro wrestling uh, or you know, kids watching pro wrestling at, a, at an early age make kids more violent, but also more likely to be homophobic, transphobic, sexist, racist, mm. hypermasculine, and and bullies. Um, and there's some there's some ripper quotes. Uh, all right, um, so they're talking about you know how culture is changing towards the end of the 20th century you know, with, with feminism and um, and lots of other cult- cultural movements that uh, you know were breaking down gender roles and then it says in threatened response many men have retreated into the safe and cartoonish masculinity of a more primal gender order 
a world typified by the wildly popular program WWF SmackDown. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's saying no, like the, the, the fact that it makes kids more violent is a, is a given, but that misses the point. The question's not, are children imitating the violence they see, but are children learning that taunting, ridiculing, and bullying defines masculinity? Um, and it basically kind of implies, like, you know, it makes kids more likely to, um, you know, uh, commit domestic violence and all this, like, really kind of red-hot stuff. That actually kind of makes sense, yeah. It's, watching it is super... Dis- they're just dismissive of each other and have no respect for each other. And they're like... It's, I mean, it's drama. It's like a, watching a theater show <laughs> yeah but um yeah that's legit yeah yeah so like mm. i mean just off top like you, it's hard, very hard to deny that there's some like really crook shit in, in pro wrestling I, mean, I loved it when i was a kid but there was like there's some there's some pretty crook stuff in there like do you ever do you ever um do you remember um there's a group called crime time doesn't ring a bell now so it was like mid 2000s so this is like a little bit a little bit later on um, and there were these two African, they're the only two African American wrestlers on the roster, and they were just guys that like robbed cars. Like, not good, not good, oh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I can't. There's, there's certain things that you're like, okay, that's not, that's not great. But I feel like this is more like I feel like this is one of those, argu- and this is why it's triggered me. Is it? It feels like one of those arguments that is kind of um, like video games make kids violent mm. arguments or like mm. kids shouldn't be able to watch certain things when they that, you know they shouldn't be like we've had, we've had similar kind of arguments about like the simpsons and south park mm. and these sorts of shows like um yeah. yeah the violence um i mean it might encourage it or not but um yeah you can pick up other like cultural things that are bad like disrespecting people and stuff like that yeah yeah mm. uh, yeah and i just feel like uh like if you got like if you're good parents and you're not like a, if you don't have those weird like psychotic tendencies, like you're gonna be, you you're gonna be sweet. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I yeah. So like on on that that kind of broader issue, um, I probably have an interesting perspective because my uh, one of my parents is a child psychologist, uh, and so um, yeah, growing up there were, uh, yeah, like obviously yeah, a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to watch. Um, Things like South Park, I remember, was one that I wasn't allowed to watch uh, when I was quite young. Um, and I remember, um, uh, but but it was interesting because other things like, so Simpsons, for example, which like I know a lot of people weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons, whereas my parents um, were more than happy for me to watch The Simpsons uh, because I think they you know, acknowledged that it was a pretty intelligent show. Um, and, you know, like, I don't think there was much too much insidious in The Simpsons. Um, but the one, the one thing that my mom said to me was the condition was you're allowed to watch The Simpsons, but as soon as I catch you emulating Bart Simpson, then you're not allowed to watch it. And that, you know, that was kind of a sensible rule. I, I followed that, but um, but no, I, I agree with you. I think it's like, yeah, there's obviously, like you don't want to expose kids to like, you know, excessive swearing or crazy violence or things that they're going to find disturbing, uh, you know, at a young age. But then, but if, if yeah, as long as, surely, yeah. If you, use, if you use a bit of common sense and you can tell when a kid's old enough to understand the context of something and, and you know, understand that it, it, you shouldn't be violent. And, and I think it was similar with the yeah. wrestling. Like my mom kind of said, you know, you can watch, the, I'll let you borrow the, the, the SummerSlam uh, VHS tape because I know you love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But if I see you that trying will. to tombstone pile drive your sister, <laughs> yeah. uh, then you're not allowed to watch it anymore. That's and that was kind of the rule. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I always thought like the violent ones, like um, Call of Duty and stuff, 
would be, have no harm on kids because you really are just playing a game like you're aiming and shooting at a target it's not really violent you know <laughs> well i think like a lot of the um a lot of the like literature around like um video games causing violence like you know it's big in the 90s and stuff but i feel like a lot of it's been debunked recently i mean i read a lot of synopses for uh for, for articles in my preparation for coming here. <laughs> Good. And, a lot of headlines. Uh, a lot of headlines. Yeah. Uh, so what did the say? Well, so I think um, there were all these studies in the, like, uh, uh, particularly in the like, late 90s, early 2000s, um, linking consumption of yeah, video games to to violence. But um, a lot of them, uh, yeah, have, have, have basically been debunked because they can't be, they can't be replicated. Um, and there's also a lot of literature, which is like a, just maybe a bit of a tangent, but uh, that there's like a bias in the field, in like that field of psychology um, where because studies that show positive results, because they're more likely to be published than studies that, you know, don't find any results, results that that creates kind of a bias in the field. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so the violence is dismissed. But then, what um, what about like other things that you learn from it? So, for example, just you know, looking up to Bart Simpson on TV and starting to emulate him, or looking up to John Cena, like just telling someone they're you know PG they have no hustle loyalty or respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you being like John Cena's my hero. I'm going to be like him and just tell everyone in the play play area that they're pieces of shit and I'm better than them. But like, surely the first time you say that and. Like you were saying, your mum goes, like, wait, don't, like, you can't do that. So that. That's it, right? Sometimes there's no backlash. Also, and this is really the crux of my argument, wrestling is just so sick. Like, it's just <laughs> so sick. Like, as for, if you're 10, like, 10 through 16, slash, I would still watch it now if I was, like, hell unemployed oh, and I had heaps of time. Last year, we were all, I like, would... drunk at a party and... um. And all of a sudden, the what's it called? The big the SmackDown thing, um, the big That's Royal Rumble. Rumble. Royal Rumble. The big Royal Rumble came on on the TV, and we're all just like twenty of us in the living room, just like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Me. It was actually wild because when you see it, it's like just just mild. <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous. So, it's so could you imagine like all the kind of like you know like the 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 serotonin that it's that it's popping off in your 10 year old brain if you're seeing that stuff like like can't we just let the 10 year olds have it like for another few years before they have to start being super discerning in what they consume like i can't watch that because that person isn't a good person or whatever i agree i agree but i also i'd say that the wwe i suspect you know it's a, a product of the times as well like i think the like i obviously don't follow it now but um not closely but uh but i i know that you know there was some pretty bad examples in the past of like like you said kind of behavior that promotes sexism or xenophobia in other ways so like i remember like there was a character called um the iron sheik uh yeah, who was a tough one. Yeah, yeah like you know yeah. a stereotype of like a like saudi arabian i think kind of oil sheik or whatever um and you know and and like there's been other examples where yeah, I think there was a, a character after 911 uh, that got introduced. Who Muhammad was Hassan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he was Italian. The guy that played it was Italian. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, but it's like this classic, just you know, like yeah, completely xenophobic. Like let's put this guy. Like Vince McMahon would have thought, like let's put in this stereotype, this negative, yeah, racial stereotype that Americans are going to be able to boo. Um, so I mean that kind of shit's not great. Uh, no, but he picked an Italian to make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I, I think you're right though that it's like a it's a ref- I think wrestling is a reflection of 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 the time. Like yeah, that wasn't great. Like another another example while we're at it is I think like maybe this is about 20 years ago, but I think the women they had a battle royal and instead of competing for a title, they competed for a Playboy contract. <laughs> like, that's tough. Like that's really tough. That's tough. But then and I again I I haven't kept um in touch with it as much as I really do want to. Um but I think they have like made a lot of strides recently to kind of present like the men and the women um mm. in kind of semi equal ways and have more representation of, of people of colour and mm. um But then it won't be isn't <laughs> Look, I don't I don't watch wrestling, but isn't the whole point of it is meant to be ridiculous and like cartoonish and like you know meant to be pretty yeah stupid yeah, yeah. i think the, dem- the the demographic is um like hillbillies isn't it it is so yeah. obviously the people that watch it are maybe more um already like doing bad predisposed shit. to that those attitudes to yeah being bad, like discriminatory and shit i don't know before they even watch wrestling yeah well and i think it's also that uh, kind of reminds me of, like um i also feel like the kids that are violent um and happen to watch wrestling it's like chicken or the egg it's like do, do kids seek out wrestling because they already have violent tendencies or does it actually make them violent I mean, mm, that's a good question it's very hard to yeah yeah but yeah on, on your point phil that it's only rednecks watching this stuff so i remember this wouldn't be the case now but i remember back in its heyday it was the most popular televised event in america it had more viewers than any other television show, sporting event. Like it was literally the most popular thing in, on television. Yeah, I um, think the, a couple of years ago they um, sold out a ninety-eight thousand seater stadium for their like WrestleMania. Like you that. You didn't even see the people wrestle. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah, binoculars. Yeah, better off on a big screen. All right, that's hectic. Wait, so what are we getting triggered about again? <laughs> We're getting <laughs> triggered by like. Um, uh, you know, the take that kids shouldn't watch wrestling mm. and more broadly kids shouldn't play video games kids shouldn't yeah, watch certain it. things because they'll turn into these like homophobic transphobic bully psychopath hyper masculine dudes so know? I guess is this an attempt at cancelling cancelling <laughs> uh, wrestling and like other violent games and stuff it's yeah. been trying to happen for like 30 years eh? so. yeah I mean this article's 20 years old mm. Well, I would hope that's not the case, but at the same time, you wouldn't really want to... Uh, you don't want to push the stereotypes, right? Having the, the Muhammad wrestler guy or whatever. In the <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so dumb. Um, you, you don't want to push it's good, the stereotypes. It's good TV, though. Like, it was good TV. Crime, I'm not going to lie. The crime brothers. Like, <laughs> crime time. They're literally yeah, sitting there thinking, how can tough. we push... What are the worst stereotypes and how do we... <laughs> yeah, Eddie Guerrero. How do we push them? Uh, his mantra was a lie, a cheat, a steal, and he was the only Mexican wrestler on the oh. on the roster. That's tough. I'm not I'm not doing myself any favors uh, with these anecdotes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that it shouldn't be cancelled. Maybe they should turn it down a little and keep it entertaining somehow. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's impossible. Maybe their business model fails if they can't push stereotypes and trigger motherfuckers. We'll see how they go. Good luck to you, Vince McMahon. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's pretty cooked that all these kids like um, pick up the yeah, not the violence, but the like disrespect and like the way they talk to each other on the wrestling field. Yeah. But do you think they are? 
No, I, I think yeah, I think that is bad for kids. I don't know exactly what they're like, talking about. You see them on there like being like, yo, fuck off, dog. You know, like just hating on each other and shit. And they think that's normal behavior. It's not good. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's a solid seven out of 10 triggering for me. Seven, all right. Yeah, no, I, um, great article. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I, I would, uh, I'd have to look, look more at the science, but, um, but from what you're saying, I guess the evidence suggests that there's nothing, you know, that there's Those no... Those synopses speak for themselves. There's no, <laughs> there's no link. There's no link. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think like, yeah, I mean, it's just common sense and context is just so important. Like obviously, um, you know, Angus and I grew up watching this stuff and we've grown up to be well-rounded, woke, uh, you know, woke fishing gentlemen, soft boys. Uh, <laughs> and you know, so it's possible like to consume this stuff and not turn out that way. So I don't know, um, maybe it's just a matter of consuming it in moderation and, and, when, and when you're old enough to understand that it's not real and that you shouldn't be copying it. Um, also, I think it's good that WWE has has progressed over the years I actually i watched a movie recently that was kind of the true story behind um a wrestler called page who's one of oh, the, yeah that fighting with my family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and was, yeah great great story like great true story so i can highly recommend that um and uh yeah i'm the biggest fan of dwayne the rock johnson in the world so um he's a great man yeah love love everything they do what's your favorite dwayne the rock johnson movie just on the spot oh that's tough um Welcome to the jungle, I would say. Yeah, but he's got so many classics. Yeah, know. it's hard to choose. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm always triggered if, if uh, the evidence is ignored uh, for a for a hot take. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it a solid seven and a half out of ten for me. I'll take that. How about yourself, Angus? Self rating. Oh, I was fully just having a terrible time on my back deck this afternoon reading this reading this article I was fully true I'm like a nine <laughs> although I also don't <laughs> wrestling getting cancelled <laughs> I feel like I might be one of those people that like I break my own scale it's like I, I go a nine now and then you hit me with the take that's way worse and I have to go like oh I'm a 14 out of 10 <laughs> trig me tin I'll torture you my friend trig me timbers trig me timbers yeah trig me timbers trig me timbers alright so are you guys ready for the second article sure I am so this is what happens on this podcast. We don't talk to each other beforehand about our topics. And as we saw last week, we had two articles related to online dating. This week, I've also gone no to the professional wrestling no angle. Way. Holy shit. This yeah. is unreal. I yeah. thought this like, actually might happen because I did speak to Kat and I think she might be your source also. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, Kat's just you guys up. No, I'm into this. This like If I could do a podcast talking about wrestling for an hour, I would every week. Why are yeah. articles on wrestling? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. No, so, but I think that this is sufficiently different. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's very different context and topics, so I think it'll still be a good, good discussion. Um... But yeah, if anyone who doesn't like, if, if you didn't enjoy the wrestling discussion in the first article, maybe fast forward to Phil's, uh, <laughs> Phil's article. Anyway, so, so I heard through the grapevine that Angus was a fan of wrestling. Um, and I heard apparently that if you could give a TED talk on any topic, that it would be a pro wrestling related topic. Absolutely. I've, I've given it a couple, I've cornered uh, people a couple of times in, a, in like cars on the way back from the coast and just given them the full hour of this yeah i don't know how much they liked it but i definitely enjoyed it yeah no excellent I, i'm looking forward to hearing that hearing that off the air um or maybe some of it here but, um, <laughs> basically i just wanted to give you a platform here to talk about wrestling and also i think this article might trigger you so anyway so this article is from uh two weeks ago uh it was on the uh the abc the australian abc and the title is 
Donald Trump's approach to US politics shares striking similarities with the world of professional wrestling. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've had some great, the first article was great context. I don't need to explain what professional wrestling is all about or who Vince McMahon is. People, people now know. Um, but yeah, basically, so I read this article and there was another article on the conversation that was by a sociology professor who basically had the same angle. So this guy said, um, you know, he, he's a scholar who researched professional wrestling and he saw in Trump, uh, the candidate, his bombastic rhetoric and bravado, which he saw as a distinctly pro wrestling style. Hmm. So these two articles, they give a handful of examples that have like, I think make a great case as to how Trump has pretty much directly borrowed from the pro wrestling handbook. Um, and some of them are quite triggering. So uh, first story was, uh, was very recently. So I'm just gonna quote from this, this article, the CNN article, um, all right. In several phone calls last weekend from the presidential suite at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, Mr. Trump shared an idea he was considering. When he left the hospital, he wanted to appear frail at first when people saw him, according to people with knowledge of the conversations. But underneath his button-down dress shirt, he would wear a Superman t-shirt, which he would reveal as a symbol of strength when he ripped open the top layer. He ultimately did not go ahead with the stunt. Oh, what? This is legit? What the? Really? Yeah. So this is a CNN article. Uh, that is unreal. Yeah. So I mean, it's like the Undertaker, you know, <laughs> coming it. out in the coffin, what? and then he's like, "Oh, Undertaker's dead," and then the coffin swings open and he sits up, and Undertaker's alive. Back from the dead. Yeah. Back from the dead. So I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't even need to explain why that's WWE esque, but um, anyway, I thought that was a wild. It story. also kind of. Um, you ever see those videos of like James Brown when he used to perform live? He'd do this thing where he'd like. He'd be dancing or whatever, and then he'd be like let off stage by a whole bunch of people. And they put a they put like a, um, a a coat over him, and he like he walks off stage, and then he goes to the back, and then he sprints back out to the microphone and does the splits. That's kind of like that. That's he gave me those kind of vibes. Yeah, watch the, watch that video. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a shock people. It's great showmanship. Yeah. I don't understand entertainment. It's all so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why I just read articles. I don't watch any live entertainment. I barely even listen to music. Watch the I'm video. A dad. Anyone, anyone, anyone at home, uh, all, all the listeners at home, go yeah, look up James Brown uh, videos. Look up James Brown and then The Undertaker coming back from the dead. Yeah. Great, great content. Um, anyway, so the second example is basically at Trump rallies. Uh, so supposedly he, you know, this, this person makes the argument that he borrows from a bunch of WWE style techniques at his rallies. So one example is his entrance music. So like professional wrestlers, they always all have an entrance theme. So supposedly Trump does a very similar thing where he plays this, you know, pumped up, make America great style music and then emerges, uh, in this kind of wrestling style manner. Um, he gets the crowd chanting frequently at his, uh, at his, uh, rallies, very similar to what happens in, in wrestling. Um, and he has some, you know, so there are plenty of, uh, wrestling slogans that have, you know, been famously chanted by crowds over the years. So Vince McMahon's famous saying is you're fired. Um, the rock had a couple, so he had, um, you know, know your role and shut your mouth and it doesn't matter what you think, you know, so jabroni, jabroni, what's that? um, what's that one? he just calls people jabronis. One of, one of the rock's catchphrases. <laughs> Who cares so, what it means? <laughs> it sells. It's, it's gold it's gold um, and again it goes without saying Trump has his own slogans build the wall lock her up drain the swamp make America great it's again it's easy to have catchphrases people remember them rather than big long sentences that explain something you just have a catchphrase yeah oh it works this ta- these tactics work and you can, oh, you headlines know. instead yeah. of articles 
That's it's right. Way easier. That's right. You can put this shit on t shirts, hats, you know, bumper stickers, etc. Um, so yeah, so this art, this uh, one of these articles, uh, the journalist talks about how he was at a Trump rally, um, and Trump kind of started mocking the fake news media and kind of talking about journalists. And supposedly everyone in the crowd turned towards the journalism section and they all started booing uh, and, like, you know, booing and jeering and pointing. Um, and he said that, you know, he re in that moment he just realized, you know, this is exactly like the pro wrestling I watched as a kid. Um, only this time I was playing the role of the villain. Um, he so was the Iron Sheik. He was the Iron Sheik. Um, so, um, yeah, so, and, and, and the journalist says, you know, it wasn't even just the crude insults, the cheers and the boos, but it was the pantomime of the whole thing. So the way that the fans would get riled up, boo the baddies, cheer the good guy, and then go back to living their lives with a smile on their face. Very similar to wrestling. Um, got a couple more examples to hit you guys with. So, uh... You're making a very compelling case <laughs> so far. And I'm kind of more and more impressed by, by Trump, you know, because like, Vince McMahon is such a good marketer, um, such a like such a good businessman. Like whatever you think about him, his, his politics and all that, um, and the fact that you know that Trump is using these sorts of uh, these tactics, I feel like I'm I'm actually quite impressed. Yeah, these are successful tactics. Yeah, as well, yeah which yeah. is partly why I'm very triggered by it all. But it sells um, tickets. It does. Um, this one's another slightly less obvious one that I thought was quite interesting. So um, the other uh, parallel they draw is that. So supposedly uh, in, you know, so like pro wrestling has been around forever, but it was only in the 90s where they actually explicitly uh, acknowledged that it was fake. Um, so yeah, spoiler alert to anyone out there who believes it's real, but... Um, I mean, do your own research. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, don't let me tell you what to believe, but... Um, Allegedly fake. Yeah. <laughs> Those moves hurt. They still hurt. It doesn't matter. Oh, they still, they still hurt. They How do you learn to fall off a ladder? I don't know. That's right. Um, but anyway, basically, so this I thought this was very interest, interesting that apparently, yeah, following that uh, moment where they basically rebranded themselves as sports entertainment uh, and effectively admitted that they, were, that they were fake, they had a huge surge in popularity. And, you know, this writer basically argues that it's, um, you know, it made it more pleasurable knowing that you didn't have to pretend that it was real, like that you could kind of just lean into the fact that it's fake, you can just go along for the ride. Um, and the, tr the parallel they draw to Trump is basically that, uh, you know, Trump basically, you know, tells more lies than anyone. Um, so the Washington Post uh, actually tracked Trump as supposedly telling more than 20,000 false or misleading claims um, over his tenure. Uh, but, you know, to basically to Trump supporters... Uh, it's, they find it easier to swallow these kind of things from Trump because they don't see him the same in the same way as they see other politicians, where who who like other politicians pretend to be genuine and you know they, um, so it's it's more of a big deal when they lie. Whereas Trump's kind of like, you know, he doesn't pretend to be a polished, stern-faced, you know, representative of the establishment. He just says it how it is, and sometimes he lies, and he kind of can joke it off, you know, laugh it off and joke about it, and and supposedly that's why, um, you know. Because he doesn't have that pretense of, of being a you know a true always truth telling polished politician, uh, that people people like that. Um, so I thought that was an interesting parallel to draw between the two. Um, anyway, and the last one that I'll hit you guys. Surely with. I feel like I know what's what's coming. Surely this has to be. 
Well, uh, no, uh, yeah, you might have some more for me, which I'll, I'll be kicking. The last point is here's Vince McMahon. This is all time. <laughs> Vince McMahon's the president. <laughs> Not quite, but that's another that's another re- relevant point. Um, but yeah, basically, it's the it's the good versus evil tropes. You know, so we and we kind of touched on it in your article, Angus, how like the the WWE deliberately creates these like caricatures and good guy, bad guy. One example we didn't talk about was um, Stone Cold Steve Austin who's kind of the ultimate, um, you know, American hero. He's like the guy, he drinks beers and skulls beers while he's wrestling, you know, he's just a... He rode to the ring and a tractor once. Yeah, that's it. So he's the ultimate, like, Pretty you sweet. know, a- average Joe who, who the crowd can root for. And then, you know, the WWE put him up against Vince McMahon, who was this stiff old billionaire, so he was out of touch. And it was just, you know, super successful winning formula. And Trump uses the same ideas to basically, you know, so he... Not, he makes it very easy to identify the bad guy. Um, Wait, what? Trump? Oh, right. So, you know, like... In wrestling, do they even know? Sorry. In wrestling, do they even make it obviously the bad guys? Because Stone Cold is meant to be kind of a bad guy. Well, at least he's a badass or something, right? Well, like, yeah, I guess they can take it in turns, but it's normally... It's it's pretty much rammed down your throat who you meant to boo and who you meant to cheer, I think. Um, and, yeah. You know, it's made pretty simple. Uh, Often using, like, just countries. They'll just be like, if this guy's from America, he's... Probably, uh, the yeah. Guy, yeah, yeah, like John Russia. Cena. He's white. He's from America. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. squeaky clean. Yeah. Um, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, anyway, and and Trump. So you know, one tactic is Trump will you know really simply just say it's crooked Hillary, it's it's crazy Joe, you know, and he will just label people as bad and, and radical left Democrats. Yeah, yeah, and people will instantly get on board and boo. Um, a few few more interesting tidbits from these articles. So one one thing that like while you're on while you're on youtube you need to look up trump who actually appeared on wwe oh yeah at one point this is where i thought we were going before this is wild footage so so trump was in the wrestling ring he was in a, a fight called the battle of the billionaires so it was basically trump versus vince mcmahon in a wrestling match um i haven't seen it i've seen the gifts of him like punching something in the face That's it's like not that long ago it was like 2007, 2007. Yeah, yeah 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 and uh and you know so he, he's like, you know, slams McMahon to the ground and, you know, beats him senseless. And then it culminates with him because uh, he, he wins. So he gets to shave Vince McMahon's head and humiliate him on stage. Um, so that's that's worth a look. Uh, Where was Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be on soon. But um, anyway, since then, Trump has been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew, this, I knew this would be a bit triggering for you, Phil. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, that's, that's basically it. Um, yeah, so Angus kind of alluded to it, like the, you know, the real power of the McMahon family and their links to Trump. So Trump, another thing um, was that Trump actually, so he picked Linda McMahon, who's the wife of Vince McMahon, um, to be to lead his administration's small business administration. Um, so gave her like a very prominent position in the American government. Not sure how representative WWE is of the small, the average small business in the, in the <laughs> States, but sorry. So true. So true. Um, and yeah, basically I ended up just by saying, if you want to read more on this, I discovered in my research is actually a book, uh, called Trump mania, Vince McMahon, WWE and the making of America's 45th president. So a lot of people have written on this uh, thesis, uh, which I thought was quite fascinating. Um, but basically, yeah, love to hear any of your guys' additional thoughts on that. So I just don't get it. Is this speculation that he's like 
learning tactics from from wrestling or is he actually like sit down in the classroom and <laughs> taking notes on how to how to um behave like wrestling <laughs> yeah i think it depends on how smart you think he is like if you think he's really smart he's like sat down and be like this stuff works i'm gonna apply all these principles because look how much it's sold tickets or maybe he just really loves wrestling and he's always watched it and he's just subconsciously adopts all these <laughs> tactics yeah what well, so you reckon he could just go let's use these tactics to make it look like the opposition is the villain and i'm the goody and i'll just win an election like that is that how, is that how it is yeah, yeah i don't know who knows who knows where it came from but i think there are yeah you know there are, the articles make a pretty strong case there are enough parallels that it's a deliberate thing that so, someone in his team uh you know is is deliberately looking at the wwe and and picking their kind of winning strategies mm. but that, yeah but there's like all roads point to the same all roads lead to Rome with entertainment, like running out to a music churn, like that's big in the entertainment industry, like fireworks going off. It's big, in, like it's just it, um, in America, it's the ent- entertainment on crack. Like everything's about like big noises, big sounds, big uh, big lights, whatever. <laughs> yeah, big entrances, big shocks. But I feel like like the one that really got me was the the catchphrases and the nicknames. Like that that like that's the cornerstone of of wrestling. I think. More mm. so than other forms of entertainment. Mm. Mm. Just, yeah, ridiculous, like, sound bites. The Crooked Hillary. It's, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, I think his rallies as well, like, yeah, if, you, if you've watched wrestling and you then look at his rallies, like, his rallies are unique uh, in the political world. And I think, yeah, there are so many similarities uh, in terms of how the crowd reacts and stuff like that that are, you know, drawn straight from the WWE playbook, um, in my opinion. But yeah, how smart as well. Like they look like if it was a, if it was a you know a Venn diagram, it like it's just one circle of fans <laughs> of Trump of fan. and fans oh of WWE. It's one circle. It's all the same. Yeah. What? He should. His running mate should have been should have been John Cena, <laughs> or or like Hulk Hogan. You know. How old's Hulk? He's really. He's oh, he still needs a payday. I reckon. Younger than um, Donald, probably. <laughs> yeah. True. And he'll do anything for money. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, got do a, he's got a crazy cocaine addict. He's been <laughs> yeah. addicted for fifty years. <laughs> Actually, something like I just remembered. So I, I follow Dwayne the Rock Johnson on social media. Um, he's one of the most followed people in the world. But um, anyway, he posted recently something uh, endorsing the Democrats, and since then, his every post he's made has just had like thousands of comments, just saying, you know, I used to like you, but now you've, you know, you've. You've made this political, like, you know, oh, I can't believe you'd support, you know, Crazy Joe. And it's just, so he's got like, I mean, obviously, like social media comment section, you have to take it with a grain of salt and the, you know, the kind of, um, yeah, ignorant voices can be the loudest sometimes. But uh, but he's copped a lot of heat uh, for just coming out saying he supports the Democrats. Um, um, so, yeah, so he's, he's experiencing that uh, one circle over, overlapping Venn diagram. <laughs> Absolutely. I, th- I think he's um, kind of, implied that he's thinking about running in the next election the rock, the rock yeah i think he's thought about it yeah I, like are we just entering a new era of like it's just going to be like like uh all right 2020 2028 is the rock versus the terminator <laughs> how old are he's too old to run isn't well he? arnold arnold in my opinion would have already been president if he was actually born in america which is a precedent to becoming president you have to be born in america yeah. wow yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So he, Ar- Arnie's conquered the, almost every other possible government, government position he could uh, as someone who wasn't born in America, but he can't be president. 
Interesting, I didn't know. Yeah, he was the governor. Yeah, I'm surprised sense. they didn't just chuck him in there anyway. Like, as a guy that just played an American with a dodgy accent in every single one of his movies, like, they could have changed the constitution him. for him. Not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> Barney for sure. All right, this is making a lot of sense to me anyway. I find it bizarre. Um, yeah, I would like to know how deliberate. I mean, it sounds like it is deliberate. You've convinced me. But uh, yeah, so. People standing up like The Rock, because I mean, famously, uh, Michael Jordan didn't do any of that stuff. He just like stayed out of politics, Republican tried to keep all his fans, yeah, Republicans buy sneakers mm. too. So he tried to keep his fan base, and The Rock has obviously tried to lead and do the right thing. Is that uh, is that going to be more common? Is that good? Isn't that just more saying how polarizing everything is? Mm. Everyone's getting more polarized, and you're forced to make a choice now. Whereas before, you could just be Michael Jordan and not have to make a choice, not care. Yeah, well, I'd be curious to know if The Rock has actually, what's actually happened to his popularity. I suspect he's gained followers um, from this whole controversy. So Gained followers? I don't think any Democrats didn't like him. Well, I don't know. He, he got more attention. Um, you know, good publicity, any publicity is good publicity. Worldwide people, you know, he's got fans all around the world. The, I think the, the minority of glo- the global crowd would be passionate Trump supporters. So, who knows? I think Dwayne's fine. I yeah, think he'll be fine. Right. Yeah, I think he's all right. All right. He's alright. Yeah. yeah, I think he's alright. Um, but I also feel like he, like how many people worldwide um, have just like the universal approval rating that it takes to go at Trump or to go at you know the, the, the Republicans. Mm. Like he might be like he might. It's just him and Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> but Rock could go and run for Republicans because that's his fan base, right? Why doesn't he just do that? Because he has morals. Morals, does he now? <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, who else could bloody run? God damn it, someone bench. We got two weeks of the fucking election. Maybe we'll stop think, talking about him all together in two weeks. That'd be nice. Yeah, well, that's, that's another thing I'll add. So, I, like, you know, being on a triggering news podcast, I've actively avoided talking about Trump basically to this point yeah, because there are just same. every day there's a possible uh, article. Um, when I came across this one, it was too good to pass up, but also I figured. He could only have a couple of weeks left, so he may as well dig the boot in right before he's on the way out. Got to get that and, content uh, in. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, just has raised my respect for Vince McMahon even more. But um, I guess he's not doing much good for people, is he? He's not taking a stance on policies or anything. He's just making motherfucking money. You know how that... You know that do, you ever, do you ever see that movie, uh, Vice? Uh, about... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, about Dick Cheney. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that wasn't the first time they made this argument, but, the, like, the point of the movie is that, like... Turns out Dick Cheney was just running the country for, for for however long George Bush was in power. Like, wouldn't it be wild if in like six years it just turned out Vince McMahon was the Dick Cheney yeah. of the Trump administration? Trump had for like zero years. interest in any politics yeah. policies. Trump was just there to make some money for his businesses, and Vince McMahon just had all the policies. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me to be honest. But yeah, we'll have to look. We'll have to look for the money. Look at the money. See how Vince McMahon has benefited from all this. Yeah, has he had things shut down? You know, has he been locked out? Masks, nothing. They're still wrestling. They're still w- wrestling. It was hilarious when, when through COVID, like the only two things that seemed like they would survive were rugby league and WWE. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're, we're just, we'll, we'll push them through. Same thing, but one has a football. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna need my trick to rating. Yeah, how triggered are you guys? I think I'm just quite shocked and startled. This is news to me, and it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's sad that like professional politicians probably can't take this tactic and win in crazy town that is America. So um, 
yeah, just that suckers fall for this shit. It's, it's a winning tactic. It's not good. I'm going to give it a solid bloody 9 out of 10. Nice. Mm. How about you, Angus? Politics and democracy, democracy is ruined. Never work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I... On the one hand, I'm, I'm not triggered because I love uh, seeing all this, you know, this, this, this wrestling in my politics. This is great. Um, but on the other hand, I'm kind of triggered because it's like, um, is, does this stuff work on me? You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking about it. Like I love all that. I love all that stuff. You know, how susceptible am I to this stuff? Um, I think I am a, I think I'm a, I think I'm a six. I'm a six okay. um, because I'm really just more happy that we're talking for what is 40 minutes on a podcast about wrestling. <laughs> on wrestling. And just Not a wrestling. side note before we finish off and you give your last rating. Um, my cousin is actually a professional wrestler in Sydney. He runs like wow. martial arts gym. So he's like really athletic. He does backflips and shit. <laughs> and um, they do crazy stunts. Like I've seen... Um, then they do it in like clubs, like you know, like the Hellenic Club or whatever. I've been to, I've been to see that. Where, where, yeah, uh, he's um Tony Cruz, he's a villain. Okay, I don't know. He has like a scarf. Anyway, that's pretty really sick. I've seen scarf, him like do yeah, flips and like crazy kicks, and <laughs> they just do crazy acrobatics. It's like watching um at the circus, like people do acrobatics. <laughs> yeah, it's the no. best. Yeah, I used to go out in Sydney to this um like absolute dive in Penrith and watch guys just beat the. I feel like wrestling is fake but um ba- like low budget independent wrestling in penrith is like not that they seem like they were really beating the absolute shit out of each other yeah i'm sure they were they were yeah. trying to win real roles and yeah like, money turn to the next rock yeah <laughs> and the other thing is have you guys seen the wrestling episode of south park it's my favorite it's so, <laughs> it's good. so good that's that's the it's worst actually classic. possible content to show your kid according to angus's article yeah, absolutely wrestling and south park combined um, yeah, no, it's all been said for me. Um, I just, yeah, I think what triggers me the most is that these tactics to me on one level seem so basic uh, and simple, but they work. The tactics work. And it ruins democracy. Yeah, yeah. that triggers me completely. Um, so I'm, I'm an eight. I'm an eight out of ten for that one. Um, but yes, thanks for listening to the wrestling podcast. And now the last article, I believe, <laughs> is not wrestling themed. I'm sure we could find a way to make it wrestling related. <laughs> Trig me tin, I'll torture you, my friend. Trig me timbers, trig me timbers, yeah. Trig me timbers, trig me timbers. All right, Phil, when you're ready, far away. Okay, legends, I'll just ask you a quick question. How do you like elder abuse? This <laughs> 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 got nothing to do with wrestling. This is to do with aged care homes and... Um, old people and stuff it's not really abuse it's just like this new thing that's come out from some uh, research a study um so the it's from sydney morning herald and the article is called far from happy bowels the most common condition afflicting aged care residents um bowels yeah bowel stuff so it's by julie power julie power is the journalist so the it starts off by saying happiness is a healthy bowel some experts say Yet new research shows 70% of aged care residents suffer chronic constipation. Wow. <laughs> Making the condition more common than dementia, hypertension, arthritis, and depression. So it is actually, this is like new research sort of found, and it is actually worse. And it leads to like crazy complications and ultimately their death. It can. Uh, oh. And it's in 70% of people. kind of wish you'd led with that before I was... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's actually... It, well, it's handled. So 
it can lead to death. It depends how, how like the care's going. Yeah, but no, it's it's fucking crazy. But um, so the study is over thirty months of data around about twenty seventeen, and um, it found that the median laxative pill intake for aged care residents was six hundred and eighty four over thirty months. So that's a roughly one laxative a day. <laughs> wow! And that's for seventy percent of them. Um, so. Yeah, of the 180,000, there's 180,000 aged care residents in 2017, so it's probably more now. Um, yeah, constipation was in 133,000 of them, whereas hypertension was only in 110,000. Arthritis was also 110,000. Dementia, 104,000. Depression, 100,000. Urinary incon- incontinence, 89,000. So things like urinary incontinence, they take some pills for it and it makes them constipated. So then they take laxatives. Like There's all these byproducts of constipation from all the drugs they have to take as old people. Um, so one of the chief medical officer in WA said he wasn't sure if prevention was possible. They don't eat well and a lack of physical activity is a manifestation. It is a sad time of life. Yeah, and the researchers who published this data argued that they need to shift from treatment, the laxatives, to prevention with better diets and their increased exercise mm-hmm. and hydration and fiber. Um, yeah, the lifestyle changes. Um so a submission into the aged care inquiry, like they had an inquiry, or they've had heaps of inquiries. Um, maybe that was the Royal Commission. Hmm. Anyway, a submission into some aged care, inqu- care inquiry um, found that it took 11 minutes of staff time to assist a resident to reach out to go and use the toilet, whereas somebody who is unable to get out of bed took them 33 minutes. Ooh. So basically, these people are like, it's basically a cost-cutting activity. They're giving them laxatives rather than good food and exercise. And, um, yeah, like taking them to the toilet is like a huge effort. So they just, like it takes up so much staff time. You basically have to full have full-time staff just to take them to the toilet. I guess that's their job. I don't know. You'd also, just as a side note, hate to be the graduate working on the Royal Commission into constipation and, and how long it, it takes is, to pass it, it's actually a massive problem and so these doctors are, are like who've been interviewed for this article are like yeah we need to start talking about fucking bowel things we all do it we need to talk about it and these aged care people are like a little shy to start bringing it up they bring um they come up with all these other symptoms like nurses just look out for symptoms sometimes they get delirious they like eat stop eating and drinking because they you know they can't go to the toilet so they just stop eating and drinking when they see that they're like hmm maybe they need to go to the toilet they look for all this crazy stuff because people, people don't want to talk about it. And the understaffing is the... When there's understaffing, the first thing to get cut out of the service is toilet visits. So they just... I don't know what they do. They go in their pants. Fuck, it's crazy. Is this like a Australia-specific issue? Australia study, yeah. Do, um, they, do they offer any kind of thought of it? Like whether it's a kind of a... Does this affect all Asia globally? And this is like a huge global issue, or is it like specific to what we're doing with our HK homes? Uh, it's just an Aussie study. It's probably yeah. just what's happening here because, I mean, we get our old folks to live a long time, maybe overseas. They wouldn't even get to that stage, or yeah. Don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, it's pretty scary, but it, it is pretty funny too. Like, it's <laughs> fucking crazy that, like, this is a massive problem. <laughs> it's just yeah. people blocking up because they don't give them good fucking food and we have to cut costs. Yeah, well, that was one of my first thoughts was like, is it because the food in retirement villages, you know, and nursing homes is just crap, cheap, unhealthy food? Is that is that really a big part of the problem? Or? Yeah, the lack of fiber and fruit and stuff, but also um, they need to keep food simple to stop people getting sick and stuff as well. So mm. it's the same with like hospitals and what airplanes or whatever they try. And yeah. also like if the, if the average person in an aged care home is anything like my grandparents, like they only like this one specific meal that is generally also like disgusting. <laughs> so like they're probably a bit like, no, that's, that's the food they're demanding. 
you know, mm-hmm. baby everything boy. mashed up. Yeah. 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 I wonder, I wonder too, like if part of the problem is like the, so like you're saying this is new research with like, the, you know, this kind of 70% number that 70% of all uh, old people have chronic constipation or whatever. That's, that's huge. I wonder if like up until this point, it's just because it, you know, it doesn't really strike me as kind of a sexy research topic. So I wonder if it's just that it hasn't received adequate attention in, in the kind of medical research field uh, because no one no one wants to make, you know, constipation their life work or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's only just coming out now that and that might be part of the reason why there is no effective treatment. Uh, and, you know, even though diet, I guess, is a, is a simple fix. But Yeah, and how, how many ministers are putting their hands up to, like, lead the legislation into combating constipation? It's like it's not... So something you can really like, yeah, cut the red tape. Yeah, on. no, that's cut, right. Cut that's the red right. one. Um, can I just say one more thing? I had a joke. <laughs> um, so how did the constipated mathematician solve his problem? What was that again? <laughs> how, how? You worked it out with a pencil. <laughs> You're cooked. <laughs> Wow. The poor old people, they'd be turning in their... They wouldn't be turning in their beds. They'd be lying I, still, calling for the nurse to turn them. I felt I felt bad before about how much time we'd spent talking about wrestling, but I don't feel bad at all anymore. Like, <laughs> this is kind of the calibre of chat you guys have when you're... The wrestling yeah. stuff was high, bro. No, yeah, that was intellectual chat. I just thought I'd bring this up because it was just it was quite shocking and startling to me. I'm sure the researchers... And it's quite a simple fix. Like, it all just comes down to bloody cost-cutting from aged cams, like... It's expensive. I mean, it's but it's only one hundred eighty thousand people. How is it so hard to feed one hundred eighty thousand people good food uh, in Australia and mm. keep them <clears throat> and take them to the toilet a couple times a day? Well, the whole the whole sector is notoriously underfunded, uh, and I think, like, yeah. Firstly, I'd say like being an aged care worker would be absolute like the one of the toughest jobs. Oh, I'd so say tough, like yeah. just. It's physically demanding, like, you know, emotionally incredibly stressful, um, very poorly paid uh, for what they do. Yeah, conditions are terrible, working hours are not not great. Um, And really, it's just, yeah, you know, people aren't, for whatever reason, like, yeah, society isn't willing to kind of pay the value of it. So it's just, yeah, and it ends up being like the people on, on the whole, the people who work in the sector are just people who are very caring people um who are yeah good people who, who want to do a good thing for society almost um i thought they were mostly like migrant workers and stuff and they can't get other jobs well that's yeah there's probably some of that as well there, there would be some of that but it's like i know that yeah a large percentage of the um the aged care workforce are people who are um who are also carers just in their personal lives as well so it's kind of yeah people who are um, mothers uh, or you know carers for their own elderly um, parents or whatever um, it's yeah there's a big crossover between that kind of yeah that kind of thing uh, and it's often often the secondary income as well um, in the home I think it's kind of the yeah the um, not the breadwinner but uh, it does yeah. it does give my granddad something to complain about though when he sees me like it does give him something to chat about which is nice What's that? Like being constipated. Otherwise, he would have nothing to complain to me about. <laughs> Wait, he actually complains to you about that? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anecdotal evidence backing up your, uh, mm, your well, articles. Backing up to unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> learned a great... I actually learned a great saying. See, we can't even talk about constipation. 
let alone the old people trying to you know deal with their problems they can't and um there's a great saying i learned the other day it is that uh the plural of anecdotes is data so there you go you had an anecdote these researchers had the data there we yeah. Go. yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's crazy. Well, wow. um, well, not surprised, you know. Seventy percent of them do. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, the point of my rant about the, the sector is, is I'm not surprised, I guess, that the food is also terrible because I just think there's there's not enough money in the in the sector. Um, and I'm um, yeah, not, probably not an easy problem to fix either. I think there was a government task force recently that tried to come up with some solutions, uh, and I don't know if those recommendations anywhere but um how, yeah. how much is the sector like um you know uh government funded versus uh you know private funded like you know the, the actual family um mm, contributing money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some of them you go in with like 500 800k and you give it to them and then they just like look after you first like a big bond deposit thing and you get a mm. whole room in there and whatever there's heaps of different funding models and stuff um yes um so, like i'm just thinking like is it partly because we're not, uh, as the families, willing to like pay enough to like give them the yes. care they need? Yeah, I think that is a big part of it. Or like, there's not enough like accountability around it. Like, you just give people money, and then it's not linked at all to like the quality of care you're getting. Mm. Yeah, a bit of that. But then a lot of people don't have families with any money, and they're super ran out, or they never even had super. Like these people were pre pre super people um, that don't have the money. They're just in on like government funding. And it's just, it's not going to be enough. It's going to be, yeah, pretty cheap. They'll, they'll do the cheap food and laxative solution, I suppose, rather than some fruit and veggies. Um, yeah, which is quite bizarre. But uh, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, super. These, that's another thing that triggers me. So I'm interested in all things retirement. And this is probably another reason why we need to jack up those super rates. We need to get it up 20% so that, because we, we don't know how fucking long we're going to live for. We could be yeah. in these homes for freaking years. Absolutely. If you live to 100 and we're planning on having our super till we're like 75 and then we're going to get on a pension and then end up with one, one of these like homes that are underfunded. Yeah. We all need to fucking put away to our super. Yeah, super triggers me too. Like I, I'm such a big believer in, in super because like I'm the biggest advertisement for like the government should tie my hands as to how I spend my money. Like I, I can't be trusted. <laughs> I can't be trusted. Like the way I spend my money is just insane. Like ridiculous. Yeah. I spent $350 on like retro football kits from the early 90s the other day. Wait, what do you mean football kids? Soccer kids. Play football? Soccer kids. You're going to play with them? Uh, or are you going to put them in a glass cabinet? I'm aware of them. Uh, my, my actual soccer days are, are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty numbered, but like, I'll definitely wear them. But you know what? When you're in your 80s and 90s, you need something, to, a little hobby, a little collection to look at, read through old diaries and look at old clothes, you know? It's something to do. Just don't get them eaten by moths. We've got a plan. We all got to be thinking about what we're going to do when they're 80 and 90, you know? Mm. It's a fucking long time, two decades. Yeah. 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 No, it's a great point that it's like, it's a, it's a, new, it's a modern problem as well. Cause yeah, previously we died much younger and I think Australia in particular, we have, um, like, yeah, a very high life expectancy, but we also have like some of the highest rates of kind of, um, like disability and kind of all these other conditions that, that happen to people later in life, just because we're, we're, we're very, very good in Australia at keeping people alive, but we're not necessarily great at treating uh, various ailments. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, you know, I'm, I'm personally just banking on the fact that I'll be able to use an Elon Musk exoskeleton uh, when, I'm, when I'm 70 and I won't have to worry about my uh, history of basketball injuries. Um, but, you know, we'll see. 
Okay. Trigger ratings, fellas. I reckon, like, I wasn't super triggered when you first started talking about it because, again, I think it was too funny. <laughs> uh, and I, it's also, I reckon, why the, yeah, why the legislation's probably. not getting passed is because it's too funny. Mm. Uh, and people laughing through the, you know, second reading speeches. But um, the more we talked about it, the more triggered I got, um, I think, talking about, yeah, like, um, how kind of widespread these these issues are and how, you know, how... How many different issues mm. there are? Yeah, we didn't even talk about like the medical issues. Yeah, you could be getting like fucking ruptured bowels and shit, or fuck, I don't know, metal. crazy yeah. stuff going on. Apparently, it's like a serious medical issue, and they're clogged up for too long. And then think about the poor nurses; they got to put their fucking seriously. They got to put their fingers in there and rip it out when it gets too far gone. Dead set. I That's hope what they do. He's eating a meal while listening to this podcast. That's how they get that shit out. That. <laughs> <laughs> They need to like, uh, they need to minimize any of that chat because again, it's too funny. It's getting too funny. <laughs> need to make it super yeah, scientific. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh. time to talk scientifically about poo. Uh, Did you have a rating? Angus? Yeah, rate me. Yeah, I was getting more. If I, if I could be talking for another five minutes, I'd be at a full like, I'd be at a, I'd be at a ten because it's getting sad. But I reckon I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nine. I'm a nine. Huge. Eight point five nine. Yeah. Underrated issue. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, I'll, I'll echo that. I think. Um, yeah, it's 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 sad, and and it's like it is actually mind blowing that there can be something that seventy percent of the of that cohort are suffering from, and it wasn't obvious in the in the research until now. Like that that seems crazy to me that this is a new a new finding. Um, so yeah, that that's very shocking. Um, and yeah, I feel terrible for all these people who are suffering, uh, and especially because it sounds like there are some relatively simple fixes in terms of diet and and movement stuff like that. So. Um, yeah. I could probably also give them a, a, a few solutions, you know, uh, in terms of some of the things that I that really did go through me. <laughs> oh, <hot laughs> hit, hit me up, yeah. Uh, hot coffee and skipping breakfast. Yeah, yeah. well, up. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, so I, I'm. I, I'll, I'd say I'm also a nine. Yeah, very, very triggered. Um, and yeah, I apologise for my insensitive joke. <laughs> Look, any awareness raising is welcome. But uh, yeah, these people shouldn't suffer at the lack of policy of previous governments gone. Uh, you know, they didn't know they were going to live this long. They didn't have super and stuff to have a quality of life thing. And yeah, it's not good. And it'll probably inevitably cut their life short, lead to their medical issues. So it's fucking pretty bad. You know, we got to treat our old people well, as all people. I'm mm. giving myself a 10. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 for me Someone's got it, yeah. classic self 10 from Phil <laughs> also I've got a question for, for you guys um, is this knowing that we've talked about wrestling for 40 minutes and poop for 20 minutes is this your most 11 year old podcast <laughs> yeah true we got pretty childish today yeah. the bar is low but yes <laughs> yeah I think it has to be I, I don't know. I'd like to think there's some uh, some insights amongst the uh, the terrible jokes and, and wrestling anecdotes, but we'll see. Let us know what you think uh, on social media, please, listeners. Yes, thank you, dear listeners, for joining us today. Thanks, Angus, for coming and triggering us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to um, cringe at the sound of my voice in like a week's time. <laughs> As am I, all weeks. <laughs> Feeling pretty sleepy here, bird. How about you? Oh, mate, yeah, I'm ready to hit the hay, I think. Good night, Australia. Trig me tim, I'll torture you, my friend. Trig me timbers, trig me timbers, yeah. Trig me timbers.